Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about the third core principle or pillar of the show, weathering life's storms with faith. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less, each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God, you can weather the storms of life, and you can bear fruit. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're going to talk about what I think is probably one of the harder to apply of our now four core principles, and that is to weather the storms of life with faith. And all of these concepts that that we've taken from Paul's letter to the Colossians build on each other. First, you lay down roots in Christ. Then you grow a strong and bold spirit. And then you're able to weather any storm that life throws at you. And so the reason I say this one is harder, perhaps, than the others is because you have to get the others right before you can do this one well. You know, when the storm comes, our roots and our spirit are put to the test and we won't survive if our foundation isn't firm. And this isn't theoretical. The storm is coming. Maybe it's already here. You probably recognize the words of the preacher from Ecclesiastes. Uh, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, uh, a time to plant, a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain, a time to lose, a time to keep, a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. You know, if things are going well, Ecclesiastes tells us it won't always be that way. Storms will come, age will come, mourning will come, loss will come, death will come. These seasons will change despite what we do. But if our roots are deep, we can prepare for them. In Colossians chapter 2, Paul warns his Christian family there that they might there might be some who try to cheat them through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. You know, Paul is sounding the alarm. The storm is coming. And now Paul talks here about a specific danger, the misleading and false teaching of people relying on their own wisdom rather than God's. But we see that the Bible warns us of lots of storms that we're going to face over the course of our lives, just like the preacher uh, from Ecclesiastes did. In his first letter, Peter warns uh, in chapter 4, verse 12, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. You Suffering, whether it's persecution because of our faith or or just the suffering that comes from living in a sin-filled world, will be a storm that we must weather in our lives. In Galatians chapter 4, Paul notes uh, that illness will be a trial many of us will face. He says, as you know, it was because of an illness that I first preached the gospel to you. And even though my illness was a trial to you, you did not treat me with contempt or scorn. You know, sickness or injury, that's something that at some point most of us will face. Our lives are filled with these kinds of storms, these trials like persecution and illness and temptations like these 
uh, persuasive words that Paul warns about. We are surrounded by these, and God is watching to see if through it all, our love for him will hold up. In fact, James tells us that's the purpose of them, to give us a way to grow in our faith and in our love for God. He writes, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. There are storms ahead. That's a fact. And they can make us perfect and complete if we can survive them. That is what God wants for us. John 3, 16 through 17 tells me that. It says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The King James Version appropriately translates this as his only begotten son, which is important for me because God doesn't just have one son now. No, Romans gives me the assurance that when I received the Holy Spirit, I was adopted the sonship. I am now a child of God. That's hard to wrap my mind around that this omnipotent creator cares about me. I must be just like a, a grain of sand on the beach to him. And yet he loves me individually enough to adopt me to be his son. He loves me enough that he wants to give me the strength and the patience to weather the storms in my life so that I can become perfect and complete. God loves me, but that love can't be a one-way street. While John 3, it gives us this spectacular hope of eternal life, it comes with a warning too. Starting in verse 18, uh, John records, He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. God has extended true love to me, but I must believe and act in response to that love to receive its blessings. Light has come into the world through Christ. We can choose to live in the light and in the truth or die in the dark and in lies. Paul, he sounds the alarm that this danger is coming, that it's already here. There are people or circumstances that are coming to cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. And when the storm comes, it's easy to lose our footing, to forget the great sacrifice that Jesus made for me. But my love for Jesus needs to endure every circumstance. So how did he tell us to prepare? He says, Paul says, as you therefore have received Christ, Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving in Colossians 2, 6 through 7. Root yourself in the Bible and you'll grow with God. When your roots are sturdy, you're going to be able to endure anything that is thrown at you in life. You might get shaken, you might even get hurt, but you will survive because your roots are deep. Now, 
This is why this is perhaps one of the most difficult of the principles Paul talks about in this letter, because this is the test. At the end of the second chapter of Colossians, Paul concludes, therefore, if you died with Christ from the basic principles of the world, why, as though living in the world, do you subject yourself to its regulations in Colossians 2.20? You know, Christians we're called to be different. We're called to be holy. We're called to be set apart. You can read your Bible day and night. You can talk to every person you meet about Jesus. But if you still fail to live differently, it's all meaningless. Remember, the storm is coming. Storms of pain, storms of loss, storms of temptation. And someday, unexpectedly perhaps, the storm of death. God has given us everything we need to weather those storms, believe in Christ, and act in response to that belief every day. But we aren't going to be able to do that if we're living our lives the same way as we were. Believe in Christ, act on that belief, repent and be baptized and live differently. And then no matter how dark the clouds become, you will be prepared. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily Season 3. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and studying God's word with you next time. Thank you so much for stopping for this episode of Rooted Daily. It is so important to take a few minutes to root ourselves in Christ and in his word. And I am so glad you did it with us today. If you think that it's important that others hear this good news, make sure to hit the share button and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app. It helps us reach more and more people with the message of Jesus every day. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Christ, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.